0: This is The Bad Batch on TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 4, Faster.
1: Now this is PodRacing.
0: Welcome back, fellow Batchers, to TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about the fourth episode of the second season of The Bad Batch, Faster. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hello there, fellow Batchers. I am one of your other hosts, John.
1: And rounding out this riot racing run of fun, I am Chris.
0: We're back on more fun territory uh, this week. After last week's episode. a bit more levity. Yeah.
2: Yes. Literally very levity. Levity, levity.
1: Levitating. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it is.
2: This is kind of the breather from the last episode. You know, the last episode freaked out the the kids um, <laughs> and had them with running nightmares for the last week after you know an Mommy, execution. Daddy, <laughs> Am I
1: going to be strung up in the in the courtyard <laughs> exactly. like by the empire? <laughs> and
2: then this is the fluffy duvet of um, comfort, I mm-hmm. guess, yes. uh, and it really is kind of harking back to sort of uh, the Phantom Menace episode one with the pod racing but not as we know it because I guess at least in keeping with the solitary clone episode, this is death racing effectively this is like, this is uh, pod racing but with guns and Uh, sort of deliberate uh, attempts
0: to to kill your uh, fellow races yeah absolutely yeah. let's get into it let's get into our spoiler filled discussion about episode four of the bad batch season two um if you haven't subscribed to the podcast make sure you do subscribe to it over on tv podcast industries.com we'll get access to all the shows that we're covering including just started this week the last of us uh, on hbo max so uh, go check that out um we <laughs> That's John's That's version be a clicker. Clickers. I, I like it. Uh, maybe a different audience for that show than there is for the Bad Battler Johnson. <laughs> just <so> a bit. <laughs> they may, may think you were just doing a horse. Uh, uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> Lady Godiva <I> mean. <laughs> but we do want to hear your thoughts about The Bad Batch and about uh, any of the other shows that we're covering you can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or join us in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tv podcast industries. but on to the details for this episode that we're covering here The Bad Batch season 2 episode 4 the executive producer for the show of course are Dave Filoni and <gasps> Jennifer Corbett uh, this episode was written by Matt McNevitz. Uh, the story editor for the series as we mentioned each episode. Uh, this is his fourth episode of The Bad Batch, though, and he has written on Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars before. We mentioned at the beginning of the series, uh, though, that he wrote uh, Jedi Fallen Order, the excellent uh, Star Wars video game featuring Cal Kestis in the same period of time as all this stuff is going on with uh, with The Bad Batch. So, uh, so hopefully we'll get to see some kind of crossover at some point in the future. Oh my but, god, that that'd be, be awesome? great. That'd be amazing. would be awesome? Um, <laughs> the episode was directed by Stuart Lee. Uh, this is his sep- seventh episode of The Bad Batch uh, also directed 23 episodes of The Clone Wars as well. Wow. Just yeah. a few,
1: you know? Yeah. Like nothing major, nothing to speak of. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it was a very long-running series, though, of course. <laughs> so, uh, But, John, do you want to tell us the synopsis for The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 4, Faster?
1: Sure. As fast as possible.
2: Mm. <laughs> wow. And breathe. <laughs> While Hunter and Echo are off-world delivering Nerf nuggets, Sid brings tech, Wrecker, and Omega with her to Safatoma. But this ain't pod racing, this is riot racing, a violent battle race where everything is allowed. At the track, she introduces the team to her pilot, Teo, an overconfident droid who has won every race. Sid encounters an old adversary, Melagi, who makes an expensive wager on a race between their drivers. In the event, Melagi's drivers take out Teo and win, leaving Sid with a large debt to pay but Amiga negotiates for a double or quits bet on one more race. But just before it begins, Teo is destroyed by another racer, leaving Tech to pilot Sid's racer. Tech uses all of his skills and knowledge to win the race and release Sid. Before the clones leave, they get a warning about Sid from Melagi. He tells them she's not to be trusted. A
0: reasonably straightforward adventure this time.
1: Pretty yes. much. Pretty much, it's they 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 sprinkle in the odd bit of kind of intrigue Mm or that that might lead to something, but mostly it's point A, point B, point C. Let's go
0: exactly. Well, let's go exactly there. Let's go on to our blaster points for this episode. Yes, our first blaster point. This is riot racing. Uh John, you already mentioned. Um we were kind of expecting this to be pod racing as we arrived at the uh, at the racetrack here, but uh, but they make mention that this is um a much more violent battle race uh, that they've invented for the show. I haven't seen riot racing before, I don't think. No, th- this, uh, this is series.
2: Is it Ben Hur where they have the mm-hmm. chariot racing with you know with the blades on the wheels? Um it's yeah. basically that, but um in space, um, oh, and yeah. you know, with with tech, and um, it is also uh, very much. If you remember the wipeout uh, video games mm-hmm. as well, wipeout twenty forty nine. Yeah, there is a moment where tech is piloting uh, the the pod. And with the music that's playing and with all the speed-ups that happen over the ramps mm-hmm. uh, and all that, it is just like Wipeout. It really kind of took yeah. me back to, <laughs> to to playing that game. So yeah. uh, I love that little kind of... Uh, I guess homage to it. I'm sure it is. It must be because it was just
0: like this is Wipeout. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, another interesting thing about this episode is just how um, we get another split of the teams here. Um, we just hear that Hunter and Echo are off-world uh, on another delivery. <laughs> yes. uh, apparently delivering Nerf nuggets. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess
2: they are this
0: galaxy's chicken McNuggets.
1: Yeah, so. I know. That's, <laughs> what are Nerf nuggets <laughs> and where right. can I get a pack? Because well. I'm really interested.
2: Uh, I'm also thinking of futurama with the the little toplers as yeah. well um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like are, are they are they some species of um space nerfs. monsters kids
0: <laughs> maybe maybe but we did hear han being called a a nerf herder scruffy looking nerf herder yeah so uh, so yes. nerfs are uh, are like sheep i think uh, in in uh, this galaxy
2: well, then what are Nerf nuggets? Is this, where, is this where they're castrated? Well, it might be that. It might be that, job. <laughs> oh, gee. I,
1: I just enjoy. It. Look, I I for me, it's I know Galaxy's Edge are now going to, in the next six months, start serving Nerf nuggets, yeah. which are essentially going to be chicken nuggets, but made to sound and be slightly different because the food in Galaxy's Edge, by the way, is oh, spectacular. Really? Uh oh yeah it's great uh because it's just weird it's good food but weird uh and that's what we're going to get we're going to get now uh, nerf nuggets and poppers which are just basically Chips or something like tater tots. I
0: feel, I feel like Nerf nuggets have been mentioned before in the show, uh, but yeah, yeah, you're, it's entirely possible that you'll get uh, you'll get those at Galaxy's Edge if they're not available already. Uh, good yes. stuff. But I just I do like the separation. Once again, we have uh, I mentioned it back in episode one and two, where we had uh, each of the groups being separated out. We have Hunter going off with uh, going off with um, Wrecker uh, and the other tuned together. This time we have uh, Hunter and Echo off World and Tech Wrecker and Amigo being the Crew that's left behind to work with Sid here yeah. as they go to Riot Racing, uh, and we meet, I think, another new favorite droid of mine, um, Teo.
2: Yes, uh,
0: voiced by Ben Schwartz. Uh, this episode, um, I really like him. I really like seeing an arrogant droid. We don't see them very often. They're usually kind of a little bit put, a little bit more uh, put upon uh, in uh, in the the world <laughs> of Star Wars. Apart from Or Two D Two, Or Two D Two tends to be quite arrogant. Um, yeah, but I think he's it's always just the protocol
1: droids in general.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: because we see two protocol droids racing in riot racing. We and certainly like, do. Pretty sure that's not what they're supposed to do. Um, I love Ben Schwartz; those of you might know him from Parks and Rec. Some of you might know him as the incalculable voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: I hope that's not. His he legacy. does many I hope other things. People will at least remember him from uh, from his awesome work on Parks and Rec because he was hilarious on yeah. that. Um, but I know a lot of people have watched him. A lot more people probably watched him in *Sonic the Hedgehog*, but he's great here, as Taya uh, really like. um, As I say, the arrogance of the character in, in this uh, in this episode. I think it's just a yeah.
2: term of phrase as well, because yeah. he is um he does get fixed up, and um, at least on one occasion, uh-huh. um, and it just he. I think he says to Tech, "You know, less chatter, more spanner." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. Yeah like uh, the turn of phrase was superb i mean even just like that physical comedy moment of him having been fixed up and then getting wiped out uh, <laughs> again but on on the pit track at yeah. uh, the pit lane effectively of, of the riot racing uh circuit so uh <laughs> it's like yeah i don't think he's coming back from this one
0: yeah um yeah.
2: You know, right at the last minute. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, Teo.
0: Absolutely. I also like, my. I think, my favorite line of the episode was uh, was where he's uh, getting fixed up by Tech and goes, uh, I'm more more than capable of this race, and then realizes he has no arms or legs attached to his body. I thought that was, uh, <laughs> that was really good fun.
1: Yeah. I think they're slowly building out the mythos of kind of droids that you want to have a dinner party, like K2SO, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. KO. Anything with an O at the end, really, is the ones... These are going to be the fun ones. They, Maybe uh, the R2-D2, but you won't understand it. It'll be fine.
0: <laughs> I'm sure we can we can get a, a universal translator installed so we'd all understand his beeps and beeps. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Very quickly, back to Riot Racing. Mm-hmm. This is going to be something that they, I think we'll touch on. I think this will fire the imagination of a few. So we, we may get some toys for the kids as well as... you can. I could easily see some Disney porting this out to some video game company going... Do us a wipeout, but with uh, these pods, and everyone gets to be a droid, so no one dies. It's all safe. There you go.
0: Well, I was going to say that. Um, You say everybody's a droid, but there are at least three humanoids that are running in this race where how do you get better at this thing if you just if people keep shooting at you and blowing up your ship (laughs) that's it like the droids get absolutely destroyed and i'm sure meat sacks like us inside a ship if they get blown out of the sky and rolling and and, and are you know falling apart
1: even an audience member dies absolutely yeah
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly not covered by insurance either no absolutely (laughs) (laughs) the risk you take
1: I mean, I
2: just wonder whether, you know, with this episode, it just wasn't stated because with the pod racing, it seemed like there was it was the slave element. So it's like you yes. will race in this and you've got no choice. So I wonder if, um, you know, yeah. either you employ a droid or it's kind of, you know, certainly with uh, Milaghi, there's quite <laughs> a lot of control there, I guess, on the people that
0: are racing for him. Yeah, they seem they seem to have that. Killer racing instinct though. Um, his his crew. They seem to be it seem to want to be there. Um they're the Ham- Hamiltons and Verstappens of this, uh, of this type of racing, really. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. They're willing to put their lives on the line. There gentlemen, the
1: Formula One reference. Well, it had
0: to be, really, because like we, we know the yes. reason why George Lucas included a 25-minute pod race in Phantom Menace uh, out of a two-hour movie was because he absolutely loves Formula One. So this is a little homage to, uh, to uh, Formula One and Riot Racing as well, um, of course. I wonder what, uh, what it would be like if you put a couple of guns in the front of, uh, of Hamilton's, uh, car. Uh, so he finally beat uh, Verstappen last season. <laughs> that would have been nice, wouldn't it? A couple of it shots would to be the back of, uh, Verstappen's car. Not that I'm more of a Hamilton fan or anything, but of course not. Uh, <laughs> I do not condone down shooting uh, anybody uh, on, on a Formula One exactly. track. Um, but uh, but like you know, all three of us are Formula One fans. We we have all been watching Formula One for for many many years. So yes, of course, we we'd probably enjoy a racing episode of uh, of Star Wars a little bit more than some of the people that aren't interested. In racing I'm guessing um, yeah but it, you know it's only 25 minutes of the episode but and it is it is a very simple concept that you knew the outcome was going to be the minute you saw Tech walk in and go ooh I'm quite interested in this sport Um he's being asked to make a wager on how the race is going to go and he needs more information so you go well he's going to gather that information and then he's going to get in the car and then he's going to be the one that wins the race like you know that that's how it's going to work right
1: so let's move on to blast point number two <laughs> Which is tech races because I actually did not think this was going to happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I honestly thought they were going to put Omega in at last minute. Yeah. Me and too. she was going to be sensitive like Anakin. Oh, And really? I thought that's what they were going to go for because I was like, oh, cool. They, they just make her feel the, the racetrack. Tech is her sh- strategy officer or kind of her pick crew. Wreckers, the, Wreckers, the pick crew, I should say. Mm. He just carries the actual thing. Um, I thought that's what they were going to do. Right. It was just as fun seeing Tech race mm-hmm. um, because he obviously takes in the strategy and wins all the calculations, and it it was fun. I just thought we were going down the route of kind of a Phantom Menace with kind of force sensitive aspects.
0: I getcha, I getcha. I think I think we've avoided that in the show so far. They haven't really mentioned uh, much about Jedi's uh, very often in the show, even. Yeah. Um So I, I think. I, I like how they've taken Tech and expanded him a bit by having him central to this episode and him being the racer. Um, I'm really glad when they take those choices. So, and I'm glad it's worked out and surprised both of you guys as well that it wasn't Omega because that would be the tendency in pretty much every single cartoon. You have your kind of eyes of the audience, which is supposed to be Omega, um, with her her parents around or her uncles around in the Bad Batch. So at least this is a, a, another story for a member of the Bad Bats that expands them rather than it just being, isn't Omega great every episode? <laughs> so, yeah. And can't she save them all? So uh, no, I, I think for myself, just because of that setup at the beginning, I, I felt we were going to get tech behind the wheel. Um, so, and he is the pilot of the Marauder, Marauder uh, for the most part. He's the one that, that flies their ship for the most part. So, um, so I kind of like that they use his abilities um, to be the winner here. Yeah, yeah definitely like
2: uh like i i kind of with chris i thought it was going to be uh omega certainly given that she was the one stepping in to make the deal with malegi
0: I and know. so on we'll double the best uh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> so <is> <laughs> you know
2: uh, i'm surprised there was there was no kind of point where they're like uh like Stay quiet, <laughs> Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was going to be Omega as well, but using Tech's strategy uh, and all that to to help her win. Um, but I think in the end, it playing out with Tech being in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. It was really good, just because yeah, you know, Tech generally does those technical things within the episode that needs to be done to help with the mission uh, and here um you see him you know really with his action hat on yes, yeah. uh, but his, his action tech hat on i guess um so i quite i really enjoyed uh, giving tech this moment in, in in the sun absolutely but yeah i mean he comes in and he wins the day, really. Absolutely. Uh, with with his um his strategy of diverting the power to the deflectors mm-hmm. rather than the the blasters. Yep. So all of that helps he he goes down the left route as of well, the, the dangerous Red Riding Hood route back to home. Uh where <laughs>
1: Where they literally call it out at the very first race. Yeah. Oh, he's
2: gonna go left. That's the most dangerous one of all. Yeah. And it seems to be dangerous because it seems as though the the fiery pits of hell are just below it. Um, so yeah. I was kind of half expecting Mephisto to pop up and take <laughs> take out the the other um Pod racing craft that uh, follows him down that route. Riot racing. (laughs) Sorry, riot racing.
0: Yes, riot racing. You know, this was one of those moments where I was like, I was wondering whether when they wrote the script and it was translated to animation that the animators just made a different choice because quite clearly that path is actually not just a dangerous path in the animation it's blocked off there's a there's a a a light blocker in front of it saying no entry effectively so it's not a path that you take if you're interested in more challenges it's actually blocked off because half the racetrack has fallen into hell as you say john (laughs) um so it actually isn't supposed to be an option to take that it's telling you do not go this way you can't (laughs) go this way the track is broken um whereas in the dialogue that they're saying it's like oh no only the most dangerous of racers take the left-hand path. So I'm just not too sure of the translation from uh, the script to animation, whether they nailed exactly what was supposed to be going on that yeah,
2: And why it wasn't being fixed. Yeah. I was half expecting some scaffolding that would make it even more dangerous, well, too, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, as well as the fiery pits of hell, um, <laughs> which one of the races, uh does fall into. His yes. ship is too heavy. Of course. Um, Just he's not, too he's not going fast enough, John, yeah. is the point. And not fast enough, and the ship was too heavy. Yeah, because he has he too many weapons on them. Yeah,
1: Yes. Yeah. He feels the need, the need for speed.
2: Yeah. But then I'm not entirely sure I understand these pods, because they're all floating uh-huh. and is it that it, it's a repulsor type thing on the ground so all of a sudden the ground's not there so you know it's that's, that's why he has nothing to repulse that, off that, yeah <laughs> that's why ultimately he goes to a molten death yeah and but yeah anyway nonetheless tech survives that encounter
1: It's essentially Wiley Coyote in space. It is. Where they run out into the thing, and he looked down at that (laughs) worst point. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I just have that in my head now. Just imagine it is coming over the chasm, and he's just like, yeah, I'm going to win, and then just looks and then falls straight. Um, This was, look, this is what it was. It Mm -hmm. was a fun race at the end. We knew the twists and turns. It was enjoyable them taking it right to the end. They did employ the exact thing we assumed they would which was basically he knew they were gonna kind of take that pincer movement he sideswiped it and stepped it yeah. and then jumped to the end and Wins.
0: And they take each other out. Yes, yeah. exactly.
1: Yes. Um,
0: Although I do like the line from uh, from Racker on the sidelines when uh, when Tech's going, "Well, I've ditched, the, uh, I've ditched the weapons, and I've got uh, I've got enough speed now to uh, to win the race." And he goes, um, "But you're in last place. You know you need to be in first to win the race." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. And even once the race is finished,
2: uh-huh. he goes, "I thought you were a goner." Yeah. <laughs> it's like he had <laughs> no faith in him. Yep.
1: But that brings us to the end of the race, yeah. where we then move very solely into the third blaster point. Which is potentially more interesting because that is Sid being blasted oh, yeah. by the bad guys, uh, essentially, in the warning that we have been waiting for since season one. Yes, it's always been
0: a, a kind of a character that's. Uh, that- you're not really too sure how to read her. Um she sends them off on missions, she gives out about them when they're gone, she gives out about them when they get back and then sends them off on other missions. She um she twists the batch quite often on this idea of they're not they're not free so they need to do just one more score. That that tends to be her her way of uh, of getting them to do what she wants them to do and here we hear uh Malegi explain as a an old compatriot of hers who's known her for years that she's not trustworthy, watch your back, she'll turn you in. We've always had that kind of in the, in the in the back as well, that she knows they're on the run from the Empire and that she could hand them over at some point in the future if things get too dangerous for her. Um, I think we even have a mention from her at the beginning of the season that once the Empire close in, her operations will be done. Yeah. Uh, she won't be able to continue her operations. So is that what the warning is about? Is that Malegi telling the batch watch out because she could turn you in if it's sort of benefit to her
1: well
2: like we hear that Mileggi's dangerous and connected so by extension given that they seem to have a former relationship mm-hmm. of some description whether that was as they worked together yeah. or were opponents and rivals yeah. um that you know he certainly knows her her background has been at the wrong end of it but it's also what and i know it wasn't going to be the case but if tech hadn't won because why was he holding a hostage and what would he have done it was almost as though you know would he have sold her to the huts because she was some kind of rival yeah. you know something within that space of this galaxy yeah. around the smugglers and the the cartels. The the uh, Black Sons and the Crimson yeah, Dots. Exactly. That's where
1: that's where I think we're going with this. Okay. I very much think we're going down that route of she's she's connected. Yeah. She she she's a made woman, if you will.
2: Yeah, and it, it's I mean ultimately for Sid, it's you know, milegi admires their loyalty to her, but the warning is that won't um that isn't necessarily Going to be reciprocated, you know. Uh, loyalty doesn't go both ways yeah. for Sid, so yeah. it is that thing because you see her, you know, she's been rescued, and that you you think she's got a soft spot for Omega and mm. so on. So all these different things, you know, she even compliments Goggles um, and yeah. in tech for for um, effectively saving her from whatever Malegi was going yeah. to do with her, whether it was as a just a prisoner, um, a hostage. Mm. Something to trade with
0: she owns an enemy. One as well. So yeah, yeah, which is quite interesting. That's uh, the first time we've heard her own them anything uh, as, far as, yeah. <laughs> as far as I know. Uh, but we do hear her call out that she's changed since the last time she worked with Malegi. So she's yeah. saying, "I'm not the same person that you know." So, yeah. um, so again, I, I kind of like that duplicitousness about about Sid, that we don't really know how to, whether we can trust her or not. Um, we haven't we haven't really seen. Uh, her do anything particularly bad to the bad batch uh, as of yet but there is always a little bit of that threat in the background that she could yeah
1: i i I think we're going to get a an episode in the future which will be her past coming to get her so one of the crime syndicates or the one of the syndicates or something like that Mm -hmm. coming after her she'll inevitably sell out the batch and then at the last minute have a change of heart or to and because she is no longer that person and Mm. it will be they don't trust her but she's trying like i have changed etc etc etc
0: i do like the line from tech about that where he's where he's saying you know once again this is another worrying pattern with sid's dealings with people of questionable integrity um so again he's kind of got that in mind that the kind of missions they've been sent on in the past, seem to be, if they're connected to people that Sid knows, those people tend to be questionable. Um, And another thing about this episode as well is the success rate for the Bad Batch is getting worse, I think, as the seasons go on. They've come back empty-handed again. Yeah, okay, Sid's alive, of course, but the whole reason they went to the Riot Races was because she had a great racer, she was there to collect a big bet, that she got and ended off losing everything except her life effectively yeah. so well, let's just hope
2: um, hunter and echo don't mess up the nerf nugget mission um, <laughs> because say, that's, that's would not a high paying mission that because. would really uh, indicate a, a loss of uh, potency yes. for the bad
0: batch that's yeah. true that's true so maybe maybe we're only seeing the failed missions on screen. Maybe yeah. That's what it is.
1: <laughs> it's a hundred percent going to fail. It's basically they were supposed to get through thirty parsecs, or your order is free, um, mm. and they did it in thirty-five parsecs. There you that's go. That's the problem. Yeah. Like should have been a bit quicker.
0: <laughs> should have gone through castle. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, look, I think I think look, we're going to get to a point where this will all start to make more and more. A bit of fun sense, but they did what we thought we would do, which is they sprinkle in a couple of lighthearted episodes, uh, or they in this with enough intrigue for those of us who are kind of a bit more into the lore, while also doing what Star Wars does best, which is introduce potential new toys. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Because, god, I really do want a riot racing game. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. do, I do want to, like, ha- like, you could build one of those in Lego very coolly. Yeah. Um, in one of the black kind of label ones. Well, speaking yeah, of great. the
0: crossover of both of them, the, one of the biggest games of 2022 was, uh, was the, the Star Wars Lego game, um, yeah. which was effectively every single movie put into Lego. Yeah. And we have got things like pod racing included in there. So a uh, little DLC uh, of, uh, of Riot Racing maybe in there uh, would be pretty cool. I can see that uh, that being a level. Uh, of, yep. of, the, of the next Lego game because there will inevitably be another Star Wars Lego yes. game. of course. Yeah, especially with those kind of sales uh, that they have. Yes. So uh, I'm sure that's on the way in the future. So, uh, so having this, yeah, definitely watching this was made me uh, made me reminisce about uh, my time at Wipeout and uh, and wanting to play uh, another Lego Star Wars game uh, with that as the premise of it would be awesome good stuff Uh, with that I think that's the end of our discussion about this episode anything else that we may have missed from the episode and that we may not have called out Uh, nothing from my side
1: nope pretty straightforward
0: so overall then um, Chris what did you think of the episode overall
1: fun fun filler literally did exactly what we wanted it to do which was kind of a bit more levity a bit more lighthearted after a very kind of dark episode three Mm -hmm. uh, or darker I should say episode three Yeah um and i i i want to i would actually kind of look at and have more of riot racing like even if you did it with one of the other kind of star wars um products on disney plus even with star wars visions the kind of anthology anime one that would mm. be really cool um seeing it a bit more in that style i think it'd be um,
0: awesome if we could stick the mandalorian in, in riot race
1: oh my god yeah. yes <laughs> live action yeah 100 yeah. right, percent. yeah i should have just then, gone there
0: yeah and then cassian and in uh, in pod racing yeah it'll be great
1: <laughs> um but yeah this is definitely things i am enjoying so yeah completely enjoyed it looking forward to the next episode
0: excellent how about yourself john
1: um
2: yeah i think same as chris you know fun episodes um just nice simple um, some good bits. Um I think liking F1 added more to this um, okay. and liking Wipeout. Um I think again those references um nice bit of intrigue with Sid i'd give this uh, 3 tae odes out of 5 uh, rather than Kodes. oh very uh, yeah. it's knocked out yeah, like literally yeah. um well I, I think what powered down forever <laughs> <Yes>. effectively <laughs> um it. so yeah Teo was really good um yeah. and yeah it was uh, i think it was just you know that lighthearted fun simple uh, premise and and an sh- episode, uh, and it it was good fun. So yeah, uh, yep. three teodes out
0: of five for me. Very good.
1: And Derek, what about yourself? Uh,
0: it was okay. Um, this episode, <laughs> I, like I really liked Tail. I thought I thought he was a, a real standout uh, to to have him included in here. But it's it's a very straightforward episode. I don't, oh, think, yeah. I don't think I'll be returning to this one uh, in the future. Um, I won't, I won't uh, probably watch it again, uh, even when I go through the series again uh, as it, when it finishes. Um, it's fine.
2: It's fun. Yeah. No. I exactly. Know. Yeah.
0: Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, it didn't, it didn't really work for me as as the only part of the episode. I kind of, I know the reference of Hunter and Echo going off delivering Nerf nuggets was uh, to separate them off doing something else, so that we could have the team here at least see the other side of the adventure. Because the entire focus being on this uh, riot racing, when I kind of knew they outcome come from the beginning, was uh, it. It was fine. It's just one of those episodes that uh, that will I'll probably forget. Um, as the season goes on I'll never yeah. forget we even had this episode so I'll be like who's this guy Malingi, Malingi? is that what his name is when he appears again in the future uh, I'll be wondering who he is um, but that no, was fine I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting back to uh, a much more meaty adventure uh, when we get back to uh, the Bad Batch episode 5 hopefully excellent stuff that's it for our thoughts on episode 4 faster we have some feedback in from our wonderful fellow batchers on the last episode of the Bad Batch And we do have some feedback in from our wonderful fellow batchers for episode three. uh, This excellent episode, probably the best episode of the season, as we've said. Uh, First up, Victor Von Doom says, this may be the darkest episode I've seen on Disney. Plus, looks like Crosshair hasn't lost a step. I have a feeling he may one day just blow Rampart's head clean off. Any chance of a live-action crossover? That would be great. Yep. I would love to see uh, the Bad Batch in
2: live-action, to be honest. And I think certainly Crosshair... Mm -hmm. um, because it was such a good episode yeah
0: it really was tomorrow morrison would have a field day uh, playing each of these characters uh you know <laughs> these these are all created really with d bradley baker and the and the animators and their versions of this these all of these clones tomorrow morrison pretty much has played the same looking clone in his versions when they've been uh when they've been in, in live action so i kind of love to see him with the shaved head and the and the crosshair tattoo on his face
1: yeah you'd have to get him to like lose like fifty pounds for one set of scenes, yeah <laughs> put a bulk up for like for record can you
0: imagine him doing record? that'd be awesome <laughs>
1: yeah you just like okay, how many times how how different can we make him look I, yeah I, I'm down. Swole I'm down.
0: wrecker <laughs> there you go, there you go. Do you think crosshair will turn him Rampart? yes, possibly yeah, mm. possibly. That could be his, I think, Chris, you've been postulating that uh, that that's how we'll see Crosshair in the future, that that will be his final moment is saving the batch and he goes out in a blaze of glory kind of thing. So maybe he'll take out Rampart and the other clone troopers take him out or something. Yeah, Maybe that's I electives. think that would be
1: what it is. Or no, it won't <laughs> be the other clone troopers. It'll be the other stormtroopers. The stormtroopers, yeah.
0: yes, yes, yeah. Con- conscripts. I think we're calling them at the moment. Yes. I've, I've been listening to some other uh, podcasts about it, and the stormtrooper stuff comes much later. But these are all conscripts into the army. These are all uh, normal humans who are joining up uh, with the Republic forces, so they are with the uh, with the Empire forces. Um, but they haven't been given the term stormtroopers yet. Yeah so there you go there you go great stuff thanks
2: victor yeah thanks victor uh, dr bob phillips says nicely packaged episode offering as the good soldier only following orders dilemma with another very concise reintroduction to a bad batcher do you think crosshair's evil tone was a driving force of his particular morality or that he developed the arched eyebrows vocal effect as a consequence of life choices Nice to see the clones developing a revolutionary slant and looking forward to Cody joining the good guys in a season double bill finale. Mm. Yeah. I mean, can't wait to see Cody coming back in and just see where has he toddled off to mm-hmm. um, after sort of deserting effectively. Yeah. When he catch um, up a Rex, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's still to come. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing I'm probably in some of the double bills
0: that are left through this season
2: yes we have a double
0: bill coming in february uh, i think that's episode eight and nine i think or maybe seven and eight and then the finale of the season is a double bill as well so uh, i'm wondering why you would make a double bill if, you, if you're going to do that then it's probably going to be a pretty big story so yeah. we haven't seen it yet um but yeah that's possible the next appearance that we'll have of uh of cody yeah absolutely and
2: cross her i guess evil tone I guess it was something there already but maybe oh. life choices also affecting his evilness. Yeah, I mean I just generally think being probably um in the clone troopers could there could be
0: a bit of evilness there. Well maybe maybe but they were the good guys but I I always think true. in fiction you generally have if you're talking about armed forces you generally have the the sniper being slightly more um Distant as a character because they are firing from a distance. It kind of is how they write those characters. That they are the people that have a little more villainous to them because they're not really going and confronting someone face to face. They're taking people out from a distance. So that's how they write yeah, them a it's lot. The so so I think it that's is part of solitary
2: course. clone, exactly. clone or soldier. Yeah, um, and yeah. you know they're a bit to themselves.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. No, agree, uh, Derek. That's literally what I was going to talk about, which is like mm-hmm. if you any of the any of the sniper fictions it's always he is so detached from human emotion because he doesn't have the valor of fighting on a battlefield face to face yeah he takes the person out emotionlessly yeah. because like they are just a they're a face on a scope.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, th- this is the whole premise of the character as well. This good, good soldiers follow orders. That's very much what he's going to be calling into question and what all the clones are calling into question. That is the, the, uh, central tenet of who the clones are. They follow orders. Um, but they've all been given this Order 66, and some of them are going, well, that order doesn't seem to make sense in my mind. Yeah. Whereas, uh, Crosshair is kind of stuck in, it does make sense to me, but all of the rest of my group. Uh, didn't follow it so um so yeah it's it's an interesting one um quickly quick aside the uh as dr bob Phillips mentioned the arched eyebrow effect uh from from uh from the clans i know this is really weird but uh speaking of arched eyebrows did you uh did you guys see the uh the uh trailer or the the new ad for mcdonald's that uh that is directed by edgar wright uh where everybody's arching their eyebrows in time to uh to yellow Yes. No. Yes, very cool. It's very cool. Uh it doesn't feature any uh, any McDonald's food in it, weirdly, but it's a very fun ad and directed by the excellent Edgar Wright. Uh but yeah, watch that. Yes. Cool. Is and it also, part of
1: the Cornetto trilogy? Is it, it just I have gonna no, be like no idea. A sequel yeah. or sequel?
2: It was the weirdest McDonald's yeah. and there is a subtext of uh Employees organizing and effectively walking out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. A bit of strike action. Yeah. Fever <laughs> La Revolution.
0: Yeah, basically. Fever la, la Revolution and go get your uh, your happy meal uh, for a quiz. Yeah, effectively. Tons
2: down out. and go on mass to and uh, leave the office <laughs> yeah. to get a mcdonald's it certainly got
0: a lot of laughter we were watching in the cinema uh, as a just before the movie we watched yesterday so uh, and the whole audience was really enjoyed it so uh, there you go uh, edgar wright uh, directing a Mac- mcdonald's ad and uh thanks dr bob for putting that back in my head
1: <laughs> our final piece of feedback comes from russell hooper who had this to say two murders in consecutive episodes dark i like it I do not want a redemption arc for Crosshair. His story needs to be done by season's end. Mm -hmm. Great to see Cody again. Might we see him in a possible Kenobi season two? Okay. I went on a tangent. (laughs) Great episode. I think the blaster off the mirrors was a bit much as was the shot down the barrel of the tank. That said, that one makes more sense. If you read the Ahsoka novel, I hope we get more like this. Thanks, Russell. Um, I believe there's been um, our, uh, one of the entertainment guys, Eric Goldman, uh, interviewed the showrunner, and she said she there is more of these type of Crosshair episodes in the future. So excellent, um, that's good news.
0: Yes, that was at the Television Critics Association. They had a panel um, for all the uh, all the people behind the show, and um, and Jennifer was saying at the at this panel that Cody was brought in here. At the request of Dave Filoni, this was where he said Cody would fit in quite well, but they wanted to do a standalone Crosshair episode. It was always going to be the day of the life of Crosshair. Um But there's a reason he's being brought back, effectively. Yeah. So we will see Cody hopefully in the future. I'm sure we'll see a bit more of uh Crosshair uh, on his own in the future because uh, we have to see how... How his story intersects, I guess, with yep. uh, with the other characters in the future, but um, but yeah, it was it was quite an interesting panel actually. There was some some uh, some interesting ideas. There was a great a quote from uh, from D. Bradley Baker, who says that he has a word that triggers him into each of the uh, the voices for each of the clones. Um, so he has he has one word that triggers him into why how one character see, sounds much different to another character, which I thought was really oh, interesting. Wow. So interesting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, since he does you know about twelve thousand different voices across all the work that he does, it's not just Bad Bats, it's so many. Different uh, different characters, but he, he does have a little uh, trigger word uh, that sets him into into each character, which I thought was cool.
1: Yes, and then just on the final piece uh, on the redemptive arc of uh, Crosshair, mm. I, I think we're we're all kind of mixed on this a bit. I think mm-hmm. you you need some form, even if he he can't he he has. If you look at most villains, most villains in the Star Wars universe, most of them have some form of. Good silver gray area lining yeah. where they, they do some form of something to kind of somewhat align you, make you feel somewhat better about them. Yeah. There's, there's not one yet who is, I'm like, oh, they're just pure evil.
2: Well, other than Palpatine. Will oh, yes. Yes, yes,
1: but he, it's okay. He he died initially, uh, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he died the way he should have. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and led to a very a nice character in the future somehow. Uh, don't yeah. really know how that works. So I'll have to rewatch this. Um, but I I, I like uh, Russell's idea of having um, of having Commander Cody in the Ben Kenobi series too, if there is a season two of, of Kenobi uh, coming. I think there's talk about it anyway. I'm, I'm not 100% sure if it's coming, but the idea of having Commander Cody Show up there makes loads yeah. of sense because those two characters interacted um, so closely. Yes. Uh, in fact, we don't think we mentioned it on the uh, on the solitary clone episode, but this is the first appearance of Cody that we had since Revenge of the Sith. So we've never seen him after that point, effectively. So, uh, so that's his uh, his first moment that we've seen him. So, quite a cool way of uh, of telling that story of what happened to him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks so much, Russell. Thanks, Bob and uh, and Victor. Uh, Thanks to everybody for your feedback. If you want to send us some feedback, you can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com with your thoughts on any of the episodes, or of course, pop on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. And we have a spoiler post up there for each episode of every show that we're covering. Thanks so much for joining us for The Bad Batch 204 uh, Faster. We will be back next week with our discussion about episode 5 of season 2, Entombed on January 25th. We are also covering The Last of Us uh, on HBO Max, the um, massive HBO live action series uh, based on a video game, not cartoon series uh, based on a future possible video game like the (laughs) episode. But hey, there's connections between uh, between the two. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next time.
1: Yes, and if you've liked what you hear, why not head on over to patreoncom Industries where you can help us by supporting us with an ongoing monthly donation. It helps fund our Riot Racing Pod, or in this case, podcast, because we're going to start basically doing one. Come on, it'll be fun. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Honestly, folks, it Is does this help keep on the on, the engine going, it the podcast of it. engine running if you want to do a one-off donation why not head on to slash tvpi where you can get us a blue milk or a green milk depending on your choice and just buy us a coffee if you can't do those things why not just like the podcast make sure you leave us a rating a review everything in between or always appreciative if you share the podcast because sharing the podcast is what gentlemen
0: it is sharing the love. It is. It is. It but is. I guess that's how um, TV podcast industries will eventually get to its inevitable end when we take each other on in riot racing. Um, yes. So I, guess, so I guess that's around the, the, our 800th episode of uh, of TVPI. Uh, no, because that's next year. So. It's, not, it's not that far away, as it? It is in 2023, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who will survive? <laughs> you decide. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Talk to you again next time.
1: Bye
2: thanks so much fellow batches for uh, joining us for this episode of the bad batch but in the meantime and until next week keep watching keep listening and keep being bad bye bye bye! bye.